how to find 100x cryptos. In this episode, we're about to reveal our secret sauce to finding altcoins before they explode. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Beam Pod is sponsored by BitGet. BitGet is the most user-friendly and secure crypto trading platform for both beginners and experienced traders. BitGet is the best place to not only trade Bitcoin and Ethereum, but also all the small cap gems that we discuss every day. With 24-7 customer support, leverage trading, and a wide array of other advanced features, BitGet sets itself apart from every other centralized exchange. Through Beanstalk's official partnership with BitGet, you'll receive 15% off all trading fees when you sign up using the referral link in the description. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be discussing how we find 100x cryptos before they explode. How do we do it? I mean, look, we spend a lot of time researching projects. So we've come to a bit of a recipe, if you will, in terms of we know exactly what to look for, when to find it, how to do due diligence. And we're going to share some of those secrets with you today. But what I want to, before we start and say that, I just want to say we present ideas. We present um, projects for you to research on your own. We don't, we're not telling you to buy anything. We're not telling you when to sell. Some of the projects we talk about might be swing plays. Some of them might be day trades. Some of them might be long-term holds. Those are for you to figure out. And that is your decision-making. We just yeah. like to find the gems, present them, present our due diligence, and then you guys can do what you want with them. For sure. And, and this is one of the most common questions that we get across social media in our comments, in the Discord. You know, what's the next small cap gem? How do you guys find gems? And, you know, shout out to a couple of members of our Discord. We recently oh, yeah. asked members of our Discord, the Beanstalk um, Discord, what ideas and what topics do you want us to talk about on the YouTube show, on the podcast? And a bunch of people said, do an episode about how you do due diligence on projects, how you find projects. So shout out to those people. And also, if you are a listener of the podcast or the YouTube show, if you have ideas for, for future episodes, hop into the Discord and let us know because we do listen and we interact with people on a daily basis. So yeah, shout out for the idea. And um, yeah, so I think this is going to be a good one. Make sure to listen to the end of this episode. So the very first thing you need to do is you got to find a ticker. You got to find the project. Now, there's a few ways you can go about doing this. Um, one way... We, we personally like to do is we use Kyber AI, um, the discover tokens aspect of their website. Sometimes it just has gems on there and you're like, I've never heard of this thing. It's true. So, so you hop onto the, it was, used to be the discover and now it's Kyber AI. So they're using AI machine learning to identify projects that are bullish or bearish and to see if there's been an inflow of volume and increase in holders and all these different um, tools they can utilize. So, the first step is finding the ticker, and that is one way we can do it. So let's say we see that metaverse tokens are starting to pick up some momentum. Over from there, using the Kyber AI function, we can actually f identify other trending projects within that sector. Yeah, 100%. You can use tools on Kyber AI, like which of the metaverse tokens are whales starting to stack? Which metaverse tokens are being taken off of centralized exchanges, which have had the most on-chain activity over the last few weeks? And from there, then you can narrow down your list to say you have five or 10 projects that you want to start to do 
due diligence on, right? right? And that's when you move past. And now, now you've found, you know, other ways of maybe finding tickers, go through Twitter, see the tickers that people are talking about, but there's a lot of garbage on there. There's you a don't lot know, of garbage. That's, yeah, that's why it's like, you don't know if it's good or bad, but you can find ideas from Twitter, you know, hop into our discord people are t- sharing good ideas all the time you know follow us on all of our our social medias we're always sharing ideas for tickers there's a lot of ways to find tickers but it's it's what you do after you find the ticker that's actually the most important and it is really difficult to find like there's so many tickers so sometimes people on our discord will just say what about this i really wish they would say hey this project is doing x y and z yeah then like and look into it but sometimes you like it'll just say like abc ticker yeah I'll actually look it up. I'll, I'll hop on to CoinMarketCap really quickly and I'll just research it really super fast and yep. just like, I'm ah, not shit. Yep. And just like kind of a deck of cards in a way. Um, so I will literally, and I know a lot of people don't have time, but I will scroll through CoinMarketCap. Lucky, I'm like, I've never heard of this one. Click on it. Yeah. Read about it. I haven't heard of this one. Click on it. Read about it. For sure. So I do that too. So yeah, 100%. those are like three different ways you can kind of utilize is, is Twitter, you can scroll through coin market cap yep. or you can use kyber ai and look for trending projects 100 all right so say you found you know say you found a coin all right what's the first thing you're gonna do when you've identified all right this is five people in our discord have said hey josh what about this what's the first thing you're doing first thing i'm, go- I'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the twitter yep. um you know twitter has become an excellent resource for all things crypto i know there's a lot of shit out there and we'll get to that at some point during this episode but I want to see, is this Twitter active? And I also want to see their number of followers because mm. I think in it, uh, the size of the community has something to do with it. And what I'm cross-referencing is the engagement. So when they do do some sort of tweet or, you know, what are they tweeting about, first of all? Is it just um, really garbage, like generic shit that doesn't really have anything to do with anything? Yep. And let's say they have 100,000 followers but they're only getting five likes or 10 likes. I know that they bought those followers. Correct. What else is shitty about this project? Immediately, that's a red flag for me and I'm out. Yeah, for sure. The social media can give you a very good gauge of the the level of where the project is at. As you said, tons of projects buy fake followers. They even buy, you see like you know, some, some garbage tweet that has nothing. Oh, it has 250 reshares. Like who would retweet that garbage? Yeah. They're paying for reshares. They're paying for retweets. So you can easily, once you, you know, spend enough time on it, you can see what engagement is fake. Or it's also just a red flag if, you know, the, the project has a thousand followers on Twitter. It's like, okay, they're not doing enough to grow their community. So, yeah, social media is a great place to start Twitter. And then also, I would piggyback on that. The Twitter is also their also other social media. So, maybe go into their Telegram, go into their Discord, whichever one they have, if they have both. Because that's it is social media, and it's more of a way of gauging their community. And, like, what would the things that you would look for or not look for in a Telegram or a Discord be? Yeah, I mean, so there's different Telegram groups out there. Um, there's two different kinds I find we kind of stumble across. One of them is a really engaged uh, questions are being asked, and then you have the moderators who in return are answering the questions in a very professional manner. Then you have, you know, ones that are kind of like the meme coin type of ones, and it's literally just bye, 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 sh- like sh- rocket shilly, emoji, rocket yeah. emojis, that's a very dangerous and toxic one because it's all about price action. It's not about the development of the project itself. You really want to identify projects that are talking about what are they building? What marketing do they have coming up? What problems are they solving? All these things. You don't want just price action talk the entire time because that's if people, if that's all people care about, they're going to flee. As soon as the price drops 10%, I'm out. But if there's a long-term vision and you have somebody who's engaged in the community there, a moderator, 
and you can you know AMAs, ask me anything. Yeah, you know you can communicate with the team. That I think that that says a lot. One thing I always look for again is along the same uh, similar lines in Telegrams and Discord. If you go in there and ask what may be like a difficult question, mm. you're not necessarily poking at the project saying this is a scam. You're saying, well, it says this in the website on the Twitter. You said this. It's kind of contradicting, kind of contradicting each other. What's the real thing? What's the aim of this project? So if it's a scammy project or something, they'll just ban you. Yeah. Banned, gone. It's like, well, I, I just asked a question about the yeah. project. If it's a legitimate project, a moderator or an engaged community member or several will come and say, great question. This is this, this is this, is this, is this. And you're like, okay, this is a welcoming group that's actually building a real platform rather than if you ask a hard question, you're gone. We yes. only want uh, moon, moon emojis in here. Exactly. So it's easy to tell, easy to get a gauge at the level of community from the Telegram and Discord. So I think that's another good place to Be start. Be careful about post, posting a link in a... Telegram, though, they might boot you. True. But if you True. ask, you know, a, qu- a tough question, they answer it, that's a good sign. 100%. So we found the ticker. First thing we do is then we go on the Twitter. You know, we see, you know, what's the social media looking like? Does it look fake? Does it look spammy? Then we go into the Telegram, you know, ask some tough questions and see, you know, what's going on. Because sometimes in these Telegram groups as well, they have stuff that they haven't really outlined anywhere else. So I'll literally go through and I'll scroll through, try to find the pin messages and see, like, what sort of juicy content do they have coming out that, Nobody really knows about yet. Right. That starts to get my brain ticking. And I'm like, oh, okay, they have this coming up. Nobody's talked about this yet. Yeah. This is a catalyst for an explosion. 100%. Um, so after that, I like to obviously go on the website. Yeah, the website, I think, would be the next case for sure. So Twitter, then website? I mean, Twitter, social Twitter, media. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter website. Twitter, Discord, Telegram, and then, yeah, go to the website. We, if, you, if you follow this show... We do truth about, we have the truth about series. We always reveal the truth about all kinds of coins, near protocol, algorand, render, network, everything. We always talk about the website. Yeah. You can tell a lot about a project from its website. Is it sleek and polished? Does it have a ton of information about everything? Or are the links broken? Is it an old website? Is it clunky? Is there no information about the team? Is the team undoxed? Yeah. Right? So you can find out all this information from the website. And if you scroll through a website for even five minutes, you can really tell if it's a good project or not. You know who's an example of a really good website is uh, uh, Internet Computer Protocol. Yeah, for sure. That thing, if you want an example of a really good website, that is holy shit. You <laughs> can spend days on that. You can spend days on that yeah. thing. But it's so meticulous and it explains everything and you get easy to understand the, all the links work. Everything's up to date. They still have blog articles from yesterday. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go on some of these websites and the blog blog articles are from uh, late twenty, early 2022. Yeah. It's like, well, what the heck are you guys doing? You're just kind of giving up on your project? I think it was one of them we did. It was VeChain. Like, a bunch of the links were broken. All the articles were old. It's like, yeah, well, a bit of a red flag there for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's so many projects out there. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, next thing I want to know is what sort of moat do they have? Um, you know, what problem are they solving? And are there other companies in the space doing the exact same thing right so you know we really like casper for example because of the future-proof contracts you know not, not a lot of products that are doing that uh Orai chain in terms of the trustworthy verifiable proofs layer one for ai you can't name another project that's doing that that's sitting in the center of regulation yeah, yeah for sure or even something like hello labs like they've built they have producers from hollywood building a show they've got all the top top influencers as judges they've the top level production the commu- uh, the connections they have it's unparalleled. There's so much further down anyone that's trying to do it. So they've got this first mover advantage, which is like a, kind of like a bit of a moat. Things like that that will help you establish your space as a leader in whatever kind of narrative or sector you're in. And speaking to Hello, the next thing I think we both look for is, you know, what sort of partnerships do people have? 
And Hello is, you know, had a, when we first started talking about it, had like a $6 million, $7 million market cap. Yep. I think it's up to like $60 million now. Right. They are, they are moving forward. However, what I wanted to highlight with Hello specifically is the fact that it's the connections. When you have partners that are established and, you know, uh, Paul Caslin, for example, the guy's a Grammy-nominated nom- music producer who's done work with Rihanna and Justin Bieber and stuff like yeah. that. Look at the team he's building around him. Yeah. Like, he's bringing in so many big-name guys, Allcoin Daily, uh, a few of the others, hu- huge, massive guys. on tw- His connections are massive. So And the partnerships they have with Universal Music, Sony Music, like, they're bringing in big-name people to, like, coin legitimacy. Coin market cap? Yeah. Like they, they got a partnership with Coin Market Cap, which is owned by Binance. Yeah. Regardless. Huge. The point to this is you want to f- find a project that has partnerships or some connection to partnerships because people in business do business with people that they already know, they already trust, and they already like. So you want to see that there's some sort of something going on here. Yeah, for sure. And then I would piggyback off partnerships and it's kind of along the same lines. It's the next thing you want to look at, which you can find out on any good website is the team. Because the team is where the partnerships are built from. Like, as we said, Paul Kazan got the connections. Look at the team members. Look at the founder, the CTO, the CMO, all the top people. Where have they worked previously? You know, you want to see people. I think we talked about uh, Near Protocol. Maybe the founder or the co-founder. He used to work for OpenAI or something like that, right? So it's like, okay, that's a great connection. Or someone's come from Google, IBM, and Facebook. Or if it's just some, some person that has no experience anywhere, it's just started this project at random. It's like, okay. Bit of a red flag. So always look at the team. What you want to look for is, is it a big team? Because that's good. We talked about Definity, ICP, right? It's one of the biggest teams in crypto, if not the biggest. Hundreds and hundreds of members with PhDs, masters. They put out papers, all kind of academic research. Or is this a project with a $1 billion market cap that has a five-person team? Bit of a red flag there, right? So always look for the team. Look for the quality of the team, the quantity, the experience, and the connections. Yeah. So now we've done all this. Um, I personally like to find a chart that's more bottomed out than is sitting at the peak. Right. Um, or compare it to other co- projects in the space that have a different size market cap. So let's say we're talking about an AI project and maybe over the course of like five days, it's up 80%. But all time, it's still down like 90%. That's a project I would be looking for because it's building momentum and it has a lot more room to run. In addition to, if you compare it to other AI projects, if this one has a $10 million market cap or a $50 million market cap, and it ticks a lot of these boxes, and there's still other projects out there who maybe aren't even that good or as good, but they happen to have a $200 million market cap. Right. That tells me, like, look, they're building. The community is active. They got a good website, good Twitter. Charts bottomed out, in my opinion. This is a good place for me to, you know, I think... This is a project I'd probably like to highlight. Yeah, so you're looking, you're starting to look at charts now. You're starting to look at market caps, comparing the market cap of a potential project that you like to other projects in its same narrative. So if it's metaverse projects, you're looking for the top ones. Well, Decentraland has a $1.5 billion market cap, but this other metaverse project, which I think is better, only has a $70 million market cap, right? So that's a green flag. Or it could be the other way where it's like, well, this project has a $200 million market cap. It's actually worse than this one, which has $20 million market cap. Red flag, right? Yeah. And then speaking back to charts, I think it's it's good to look at charts. Sometimes charts can look a little weird. You know, is there a sign of manipulation? Did it have like a huge, just a massive sell-off and it died? Or did it, has it kind of ebbed and flowed with the natural crypto market, with Bitcoin? Like it kind of looks a bit more natural, right? 
that would maybe is it's a sign of no more like less i mean obviously a lot of manipulation in crypto but if you see a chart that's a little wonky looking that's a red flag yeah is it like massive spike pump dump pump dump or is it you know more natural kind of more like like flowy like bitcoin and ethereum charts so look at charts just before you know before you ape in look at the chart to see if there's any red flags in the chart for sure the next thing i like to do is uh a narrative it doesn't fit. So right now we're not seeing a ton of new money flowing in yet. However, we do have Hong Kong approaching. We have uh, regulations coming in. You know, the, the UK is looking to become a crypto hub. So there will be a lot of money flowing in. However, in this brief period of time that we're, where we're discussing this episode, there's not a lot. So narratives have been pretty strong. But the strength of the narrative will determine how well a lot of these altcoins will do. So the reason narratives have been so strong is because it's the same money being recycled from these projects into this project and it's like all right now it's our it's our real world assets all that money from metaverse goes into that and now it's like so that's kind of what's been happening yep i think it's important to figure out how strong the narrative can be moving forward so ai we know it's not going anywhere that's a long term that i would start to view um an ai project from more of a longer term perspective you know whereas we're, if we're talking about a DeFi um narrative that's occurring I might see that as more of like a short to midterm because it's not as exciting. It's not really going to hit hit the headlines as hard as an AI narrative will yeah. when Google announces something or Facebook me- mentions something, right? So For sure, yeah. The narrative, I mean, we talk about this all the time. We drive this point home. Narrative is everything in crypto. So if you're starting to look at a project that maybe has an approaching narrative that could explode, that's a green flag. Or if it's in a narrative that's, you know, if you're looking at a real-world asset token now, that's maybe, you know, pause on that one because that narrative has been it might come back it probably will come back but you know you gotta be timing these narratives well you don't want to buy a token on the end of a narrative when yeah. the narrative is dumping off right it's easy to sell the new, sell the news event you know you want to identify it early and then try to ride the rumors ahead of time yep because once the sell sell the news it's like that's the old age old adage right for sure um so from there then you want to see i think you could you know on coin cap really easy to identify the tokenomics you know, how many tokens do they have in circulation? This requires a little bit more work because sometimes there may not be a lot of in circulation. And that's because maybe some of them are staked. Um, you know, can they, can they, is it an inflationary token or a deflationary token? Yep. This can be a little bit more complex, but typically if you can find like a ratio of like one to one where all the tokens have been released or 90% or 80%, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, for sure. Because that just means that there's not going to be any more tokens hitting the supply, which could end up taking the price out i mean you know it i wouldn't say that if there's not a lot of coins in circulation it's not necessarily a red flag no. because it can just be a new project right? exactly so for a project that's a really good looking project it's just launched two months ago by definition it's only going to have five to ten percent of coins in circulation and you know that's fine it's just something to know for the future exactly and you can usually go and find the vesting schedules and like all right um six months from now ten percent of tokens are going to be unlocked so maybe you don't buy right before that date yeah. right so it's just something to know, the tokenomics and stuff like that. And yeah, as you said, inflationary or deflationary, you know, the token utility, that kind of stuff is, is also, you know, if you're really going down the rabbit hole and being a detective and doing your Scooby-Doo diligence, <laughs> then, like then <laughs> you got to, you got to, the tokenomics is something. If you're going to put a lot of money into a token, you need to know the tokenomics of it. And, yeah. and you can usually find that, again, a good website will have the tokenomics on the website. A shitty, scammy website will have no tokenomics on it. Exactly. It's, yeah. nice, it's nice to know, um, you know, if Casper, I knew that they had all their tokens released. All the early round investors had it. It's like, okay, there's still layer one. I'm happy to start putting some money into now. The fact that all the tokens have been uh, sent out. And then what this might be one of the last things is um, the catalysts. 
is there any upcoming catalyst that could spur momentum to these type of projects or these specific altcoins? And sometimes this requires like connecting the dots and some forward thinking that this requires a, a bit of practice and some um, time in the market to really figure out. Yeah, for sure. And so, as you said earlier, some of the clues that you can use to, or that you can, some tools you can use to find clues that can maybe show some potential catalysts could be going into the Telegram and listening to the AMAs. Because they might say things in those AMAs that they don't actually publish. Those are clues like, oh, by the way, you know, we're going to be announcing a massive partnership next month. They didn't tweet about that. He just, the CEO just kind of, oh, maybe he wasn't supposed to say that, right? Or a lot of projects, again, this is a sign of a good project and not a scammy one. They write detailed articles on Medium. So Medium articles are where you're going to find these massive, basically essays about like a specific thing. So like a ride chain wrote, there's a Medium post by a a team member of a ride chain all about AI regulation, IP rights, violations, and AI. It's just, it gives you a window into how forward-looking this project is. Whereas if it's a project that's only trying to get you to buy the token, they're not going to spend any time writing these essays because there's no point to this fucking project, right? So Medium articles and AMAs can be uh, tools to find the clues for catalysts. So here's the thing. Here's how, you know, we tend to be pretty good, I'd say. I think our hit rate's quite good at identifying from when we, even when we talk about our do not buys, yep. our do not buy series. We're, we're piecing things together before they happen. And it may not happen tomorrow. It might happen three months from now. And then all of a sudden some bad news hits. We also could be on the other end where we're just so forward thinking the fact that we, we're, we've already, everything we've just talked about, we've kind of pieced it together. And we know that, Something is going to happen. Yep. It just hasn't happened yet. So if we talk about a project two weeks ago and it hasn't pu- it hasn't uh, pumped yet, like everybody's like, you know, when moon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, just wait because there's stuff coming down the road. We've, we've done all this. We've done all this hard work. Exactly. Um, so an example would have been Hero, the Meadow Hero project, project right. we talked about. So to summarize it, the token looks like it's dead because it had a huge spike, sold off, and then it's just been flatlined for ages. Right? That's good. I want to find a product that's being down that nobody's talking about. Because when news does hit, when information does hit, that's when you're going to start to see people start to flow in again. Yep. So connecting the dots, what we did with that one. Yeah. We noticed that um, this project was overtaken by a new CEO back in 2022. August of 2022, I believe it was. So everybody's like, all this... the, the C- all anybody remembers right now is the fact that the CEO left the project and is dead and all those people probably sold and left. Exactly. However, we've gone to the Telegram group like we talked about. We've gone to the Twitter like we've talked about and we can see that they're still very active and they're having AMAs with the new CEO and the moderator in there is answering every single question. Is It's a very active, engaged community. And what we saw is that this company was taken over by a company called Wolf Group. Wolf Group is a 3D printing company that works with some of the biggest names on the planet, like Volkswagen, Heineken, Disney, etc. So now everybody thinks that this project is dead, but what we've identified in p- placing these catalysts down the road is all of a sudden there's a new owner and there's a new spin. Now they're doing a rebranding. So we also identified that they're going to be doing a s- scanning in September and we know they're going to be doing marketing in September. So yeah. yeah, we're talking about this project in, in June or May, but we're getting in early because we know what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah, exactly. And you go down the, the tick box of all the things that we just said and how we do our due diligence. Go to the MetaHero website. It's sleek. It has information about the entire team, the roadmap, the technology, everything. As you said, go to the Telegram. Very welcoming. They're doing AMAs. They're doing media articles. They're telling you everything about the project. All the information about the project is there. 
super helpful. They've got half the tokens in circulation. They don't have an army of anonymous accounts just pumping everything on Twitter like a lot of these sketchy projects do. That's another thing we should have mentioned about Twitter. It's like, if it's a bunch of anonymous accounts always pumping, these who are these people, right? Bit of a red flag. But if it's verified people that are making, they're putting their face in front of it and talking about a project, bit more of a green flag there, I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, as you said, yeah, Wolf Group took it over. Um, if you hadn't done your due diligence, you would think maybe MetaHero is dead. But when you go through our checklist, you find, okay, maybe MetaHero is a sleeping giant. And that's why we talked about it about a month ago. Yeah, so the problem it's solving, it's doing e-commerce, um, gaming. You know, these are going to be real-world avatars that can be utilized for all these things. So it's going to scan your body, and then you can bring it into the metaverse. Which is up to, so that has upcoming catalysts in terms of whatever Apple is doing, whatever Meta is doing. So there's catalysts there. Um, then there's also the scanning of objects to bring into e-commerce. So you can actually physically try on a shirt on uh, a massive e-com website like eBay or something or um, Amazon. Yeah. So you have your little avatar there. It's like, I kind of like the shirt. You can try it on and see how it actually fits in real time. For sure. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's, that's kind of an example of how to do the due diligence on a project that we think is positive. You know, you're going to find a project, you do the due diligence, it can either end up, well, actually, I don't like this project because of some of the things aren't good. Or in the case of MetaHero, maybe a project didn't look great, but when you do the due diligence, it's positive. However, there is what there, you know, the flip side of it, which we have to bring up is say, you know, you see a project being pumped all over Twitter, everyone's talking about it, okay, let's do, let's do some, some due diligence on Hex, right? <laughs> so if you've been following the channel, we did a do not buy episode about two months ago, maybe well, two to three months ago. We said, don't buy Hex. And we did our due diligence on Hex. The website is trash. It literally has a point on the website that says why it's not a scam. So it's clearly a scam. That's a scam. The community is extremely toxic. All they do is post buy, buy, buy. They're posting photos with Lambo saying Hex. And here's a funny story about the Hex community. So we posted the Do Not Buy episode. I think it was you know, two or three months ago. After the Do Not Buy episode, a month after, the Hex token went down 70%. Wow, that's a lot. So we're like, oh, that was a great call. We said, don't buy this token. It went down 70%. So I did a simple tweet. I said, look, we did this episode. It went down 70%. Look, you know, good call by us. Their community grabbed this tweet, obviously posted it in one of like the Hex forums or something. And all of these Hex cult members just started posting negative comments on my tweet like not even talking about hex just personal attacks yeah. on me like oh yeah. you're an idiot look at this yeah. guy he's fucking stupid yeah. blah, blah blah and just like just hundreds and hundreds of comments about how stupid our show is and everything and now we're sitting about a month later from when all those comments were hex went down another 75 percent <laughs> and their their argument was that oh no we went to pulse chain and you actually get all these pulse chain tokens yeah. well pulse chain went down 75 percent from that tweet as well yeah. So there is a red flag there. The community is toxic as mm. fuck. All they're doing is saying, bye, bye, bye. The token does absolutely nothing. That's it's true. a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Website's trash. Community is trash. No use case. And just everything about that project, if you do your due diligence, look at the founder. Super shady guy, team. Yeah. Another red flag. No partnerships. And another thing I wanted to mention um, about when you do your due diligence, kind of would have been right at the end there. Look at what exchanges are that the token is on because if it's on all the reputable exchanges, you know, okay, this token is legit. If it's not on any reputable exchanges, only on decentralized exchanges, or it's on nothing at all like hex. Well, why is no one accepting this token? Cause it's a fucking scam. That's why. That's it. No, hot <laughs> man. And there was no, there was no further catalyst for it. Um, no narratives forming around it. It didn't solve any problems. So, and it also had a really high market cap. Um, 
compared to what it actually does, yeah. which is nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's just a, an example of, you know, a product that had a $2 billion or $5 billion market cap. It was trash. And this is just a classic example of, look, we found Hero, MetaHero, just to really visualize here things for you, that has bottomed out, but has is developing, is growing, and has this new ownership and has really strong connections, really strong community. They're focused on those things. We have another project that, again, didn't take any of the boxes in our due diligence, and hence, it's done the complete opposite. So it's a really good uh, framework to utilize, like what we outlined here and how we go about doing this. And we do this on the regular. So when we're talking about projects in our YouTube episodes um, or posting on our Discord or posting on tweets, we may not get everything right. It's impossible. But we're going through these steps each and every time to figure out which ones are the best ones to present so you guys can further do your, your own research and figure out, look, is this something that I want to get involved in or not? Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, we just laid out basically our entire secret sauce roadmap of how we find projects in due due diligence. I know it's a lot. If you don't have the time to do all the steps, that's why just follow us. Jump in the Discord, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is. We do all this work for you so you don't have to spend your hours. You know, we're lucky enough to work in this industry, so we have time to do it all. But if you don't have time, you know, you have another job, I understand. We do this all for you, so just follow us, jump in the Discord, and we will do this all for you. If there's any tricks of the trade that maybe we missed, let us know in the comments, and then tune into the next episode. That one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.